This is Workers' Comp Matters, hosted by attorney Alan S. Pierce, the only legal talk network program that focuses entirely on the people and the law in workers' compensation cases. Nationally recognized trial attorney, expert, and author, Alan S. Pierce is a leader committed to making a difference when workers' comp matters. Welcome to another edition of Workers' Comp Matters here on the Legal Talk Network. I'm your host, Alan Pierce. I'm an attorney with the firm of Pierce, Pierce, and Napolitano in Salem, Massachusetts. And today's edition of Workers' Comp Matters, we are pleased to introduce Dr. Roberto Feliz. Dr. Feliz is an anesthesiologist and pain management specialist. He is affiliated with Hyde Park Pain Management in Hyde Park, Massachusetts. So before we get to Dr. Felice, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Case Pacer, practice management software dedicated to the busy trial attorney. To learn more, go to casepacer.com. And also PI Now, find a local qualified private investigator anywhere in the United States. Visit pinow.com to learn more. Well, Dr. Felice, welcome to Workers' Comp Matters. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here. Doctor, the thing that interested me and the reason I wanted to have you in particular as a guest on our show is that I've become acquainted with a relatively new type of therapy for dealing with chronic pain. It's a therapy known as scrambler therapy. And those of us in the workers' comp field, whether we are lawyers, whether we are doctors, whether we are insurance companies, one of the things that causes us the most difficulty is dealing with claimants or patients that are suffering from chronic pain that results in extensive medical care, results in extensive absence from work, results in disruption of activities of daily living and a happy and normal life, and is very costly. Correct. And I know there are various modalities of dealing with chronic pain. So I do want to address scrambler therapy because I know this is something that you have been working with. So perhaps you can begin by defining what is chronic pain And then we can get into the various ways of dealing with it. Well, chronic pain, by definition, is anyone who has ongoing pain. And this is where the lines sometimes cross. Some physicians believe that chronic pain begins after three months of ongoing pain. And there are other physicians that say, no, chronic pain develops after six months. What chronic pain is, is in addition to the definition of the abnormal sensation and that it hurts kind of stuff, things that most individuals always talk. If you have acute pain, let's say that you have an injury in your back or you sprain an ankle or a knee, you develop an acute inflammation. The body, let's say that the injury occurred, you herniated a disc in your back or you sprain an ankle. The body normally, when that occurs, sends to the area of the injury what we call, uh, physicians call the mediators of inflammation. And those are all the substances that your body needs to inflame, to call attention to the fact that there's an injury. And some of those substances are called prostaglandins, histamine, kinin, body kinins. And most of that are the substances for which we take medications like an ibuprofen or anti-inflammatory to decrease it. Most people that have an injury to the back or the ankle, usually within four or six weeks, they heal. And that's because the body begins to remove from the area of the injury, the area of the inflammation, all of the mediators of inflammation back to the circulation, back away. And with time, individuals get better. What occurs is that in certain individuals, with your back 
or as pretty ankle. The body maintains in the region of the injury all of those mediators. And now you hear a lot of us who specialize in, in chronic pain, the body maintains an ultra-localized inflammation within the tissues. When that occurs, and this is how you go from acute pain to chronic pain, when the body maintains that there, there is a whole bunch of reaction that occurs, and ultimately, the continued bombardment, this continued sending of messages to your spinal cord and to your central nervous system, your brain, or the neurons in your brain, forces the neurons to change. This is what we call a conformational change or wind-up. When that occurs, and if you ask me exactly when does that occur time-wise, we really don't know. We know that it occurs between three to six months. If you don't stop the acute pain and the acute inflammation and you continuously send in the body to the spinal cord these messages using substances called substance P and glutamate in particular, then you convert from acute to chronic pain. And what occurs is that the brain begins to memorize the pain. The brain begins to change. So you hear the terms nowadays on TV, something called neuroplasticity. The brain basically becomes neuroplastic. It changes. It kind of memorizes. Well, guess what? That is chronic pain. So suddenly you went from having an acute injury to a chronic injury. And that's how we now understand the conversion from one to the other and what chronic pain is. So, doctor, my clients who complain of chronic pain traditionally have been given pain medication. It could be opioid or it could be, you know, something without narcotics in it. And the results have not been great. And we know that there has been a great deal of activity both in the Industrial Accident Board and generally in society in trying to curb the use of opiates. Scrambler therapy, uh, scrambler therapy, as I understand it, and I want you to speak to me as a layman, is this a way of helping the brain or deceive the brain into reading the pain signals in a different way? Correct. What we're trying to do is exactly what it means. We're trying to scramble the brain to forget the chronic pain that's coming in, and I'll try to simplify it as best as, as possible. As you know, uh, the options to treat patients with chronic pain in 2016, believe it or not, is, are very few. I mean, I could probably name in my hand how many options we have that actually has been shown to be effective, and that's the issue. We have thousands upon thousands of individuals with chronic pain, yet usually when I talk to patients, I only have seven good options to tell them about. And if they fail those, guess what? There is nothing else. So as clinicians, we have always been looking for ways to try to change pain at the neuronal, at the brain level. Whereas most of the stuff that we have either have tremendous side effects like opioid that you mentioned and all the issues with narcotics, but it really is not changing anything. If anything, sometimes patients on chronic opioid get worse because of issues of hypersensitivity that develops, intolerance, and all of that. So all along, we've been trying to find, or researchers have been trying to find other means of managing pain, and in particular, trying to finally change where the problem is perceived at the neurons, and that's where scrambler therapy comes. Scrambler therapy, let's say, I'm going to try to simplify it, you have an injury in a leg or in an arm. The pain message from your injured foot or your injured back or arm travels to your brain through 
two types of nerve fibers. There are usually five nerve fibers inside each nerve. But two fibers in particular, one called the C fiber and the delta fiber. And those two fibers are the one, almost like the railroad tracks, that bring the pain from the periphery, from the joint or from the lower back or wherever the injury is, along the nerve, up to your spinal cord, the back of the spinal cord, and up to your thalamus and up to your brain to be integrated. So what a scrambler therapy does is very simple. It takes EKG leads, like normal EKG leads that is placed to you at the hospital in the emergency room if you have a, one, an EKG or have a heart attack or something like that. And we place it in certain areas exactly where the injuries are. What we're trying to do is send nice, I'm going to simplify it, nice message through the same train track, through the same nerve route. And what we're trying to do is stimulate this small C fibers. Those fibers are the one that we believe that maintain most of your chronic pain. So that every day when you have chronic pain in your back and in an ankle or a leg or an arm, the C fibers are the one that are continuously bringing this very angry message to your spinal cord and to the brain. So what we now try to do is connect this stimulation to the C fibers through the skin, and it really doesn't hurt that much, and then you send messages, different types of formulation, different types of messages through the C fibers that are coming up to your spinal cord, but they are non-painful, they don't hurt. And when you continuously send those messages through those fibers, the brain at the neuron level begins to forget the pain. So suddenly, the neuron in your brain that is used to accepting very painful impulses through that same nerve, or you can call it a railroad track, continuously painful impulses coming in, suddenly we are beginning to send a very nice, soft, massage, music type of messages to the brain. What the neurons do is they begin to forget the painful message. They begin to accept the nice messages. And for a while, If you do that between 10 to 12 times repeatedly over one to two weeks, the brain seems to forget the pain for a while. In most patients, at least when we do it in our clinic, we try to do this here, they usually get two to three months of significant relief. It's not a cure. It is a way to provide relief without the need to be on high-dose narcotic or they need to be on high-dose medications such as gabapentin or Lyrica. Usually, you can get the patient off those when the scrambler therapy works. It can be repeated. Most uh, doctors that uh, do a scrambler therapy within three to six months, they tend to do a booster therapy again to maintain the relief. Some patients, they last longer. They can get months and months of relief. Other patients, they get lesser amount of relief. I see it and I use it as another weapon in my armamentum of options to treat patients in pain, especially now that I'm trying to get most of my patients down or off those high-dose opioids that we all talk about in the literature and, and obviously in the news now, keep this patient as comfortable as possible. All right. You know, at this point, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with Dr. Roberto Feliz on scrambler therapy and pain control. 
Case Pacer is the leading practice management software for today's workers' comp and plaintiff's attorney. Named one of the fastest growing companies in America by Inc. Magazine, we've given attorneys and their staff the ability to work from anywhere on any device. By automating workflows and streamlining non-revenue generating tasks, Case Pacer enables firms to grow their practice at minimal cost. To see Case Pacer in action, contact us today at casepacer.com. Does your law firm need an investigator for a background check, civil investigation, or other type of investigation? PINow.com is a one-of-a-kind resource for locating investigators anywhere in the U.S. and worldwide. The professionals listed on PINow understand the legal constraints of an investigation, are up-to-date on the latest technology, and have extensive experience in many types of investigation, including workers' compensation and surveillance. Find a pre-screened private investigator today. Visit www.pinow.com. Okay, welcome back to Workers' Comp Matters. This is Alan Pierce. We are talking about Scrambler Therapy, a relatively new and a somewhat unique device or mechanism of controlling chronic pain with Dr. Roberto Feliz. And Dr. Feliz has just given us a description of the ways that these neurons are tricked by these electrodes that are placed in the skin. Doctor, you know, I've been familiar with TENS units. These are, I guess, TENS or TNS, transcutaneous nerve stimulators, where these are devices that patients or clients of mine have worn where they they place uh, something on their body that somehow disrupts the pain impulse. Is this another type of no, TENS? No, no, no. The TENS unit, uh, first of all, works locally. The TENS unit is a deep stimulation through the tissues into the muscles, and it tends to break the cycle of spasm. It tends to increase blood flow locally. So if you apply a TENS unit, for example, in your back, you're trying to provide relief in that area. No, the scrambler therapy uh, was actually invented by an individual in Italy. Since it's designed to send message to the brain itself where the problem is. One of the issues that we have always had with chronic pain patients is that we have a lot of pills, but we really never had anything that can actually work at the brain level. Even if you mention other treatments such as spinal cord stimulator, still works at the back of the spinal cord, but it's really not working at the neurons where the pain is finally received and interpreted. So no, a, a TENS unit works very differently from a scrambler. A scrambler is designed to, as best as possible, alter how the brain, the neurons themselves, perceive the message. I gotcha. Yeah, I usually think of a scrambler as a, a way for the final train station to be changed and that's the only real way that physicians now have to try to begin to change how the neurons in your brain perceive the pain so that although we are fooling it, but at least we're trying to get back to some kind of normancy, whereas attention it does not do that, no. Okay, I want to ask you about the types of pain that respond well to scrambler therapy and the types of pain that do not respond. For example, you mentioned a herniated disc, or you mentioned a broken leg or an ankle in your description of chronic pain. How about something like complex regional pain syndrome or reflex sympathetic dystrophy? Does scrambler therapy, uh, is that an effective tool for those types of pain? Correct. Actually, that's exactly where, at least in my office, we begin to think of scrambler. 
it tends to work well for nerve injury type of pain, for neuropathic type of pain. And as you know, CRPS or RSD, depending on how people mention it, is a nerve injury type of pain or a neuropathic type of pain. So scrambler therapy tends to work best for neuropathic type of pain or for nerve injury type of pain. As you know, physicians like myself, we try for everything because we just need hope. We're just looking for hope. What about phantom limb pain, uh, amputees who experience phantom pain? Correct. It will help that because, as you know, phantom limb pain, all it is is the neurons in your brain have not realized that your leg is not your leg or toe or, or foot is no longer there. So anything that we can put that will force the neuron to begin to realize something different is coming up, it tends to help that. The pain that it usually is not very helpful is for arthritic type of pain, for degenerative arthritis type of pain. That tends to be more of a localized process, more of a localized inflammation. But any type of pain that comes from the periphery through the nervous system as far as an injury, scrambler therapy tends to respond. Again, does not work for everyone. I'm not here to try to say that scrambler therapy is the cure-all for everything. The reason that we as pain management physicians are beginning to get more excited about it is because of the fact that this is the first time I've been doing pain management for a long time now that I feel that I have something that gets to where the problem is, at the neuron in your brain, whereas otherwise all I had before was pills to give you to try to cause an effect. Now this is something that I could actually send a message to the neurons in the brain themselves. And what we hope is that with more research, eventually we will be able to shut the message itself, shut the neuron itself. And there's a lot of research being done where that eventually this will be possible. So there's a lot of hope for patient with neuropathic nerve injury type of pain. And, you know, I give kudos to those individuals who continue to do this type of research. And um, do you find that insurance is covering scrambler therapy? Let's talk first about workers' compensation insurance. Yeah, the workers' compensation, to be honest, I'm going to give an anecdote here. This is the only treatment modality that I actually have had two workman comp companies calling me to see if we were offering it. And not only that, that's one of the reasons that I actually said, hmm, I got to really begin to look into these options. Obviously, the private insurances do not pay for it. They do not accept it. But in general, uh, the workman comp insurances are beginning, most of them, you can negotiate, you can explain it. Uh, as you know, part of any modality like this is for the insurance adjusters, for their supervisors to understand what this issue is all about. But in general, because of the issue with opioid, that they're all trying to get patients off opioid, when you present this modality to a workman comp insurance, at least in my practice, they have been very open, very willing to consider this as an option, as another treatment modality, which is very different from the private insurance individuals. There, it's very difficult to get this approved. Yeah. It's funny you mention that because in my experience, usually workers' comp is the last system of insurance that will adopt something new. And, and in that vein, I have one client that has, at the request of the insurance company, undergone scrambler therapy treatment. This is a client who has been diagnosed with complex regional pain syndrome. She was a very difficult client to manage as a client and as a patient. She was taking opioids. She was on fentanyl patches. Her life was miserable. And she reported after five days of sessions, uh, um, not in your facility, but uh, in the only other one in New England that I'm aware of, she received incredible relief. 
And she is now back down there again for, I guess you'd call the booster. Booster, yeah. And there is now some optimism in her life. Yeah, when you see a patient responding to Scrambler, they do respond very nicely. Sometimes, uh, especially, as you know, we treat a lot of patients with CRPS here. And, you know, some of their presentation is that swollen, blue type of legs. When they respond to Scrambler, even the swelling goes down, the circulation goes down. It's almost as if we are able to tell the brain with this, EKG messages to the brain that for a while the leg is okay and therefore the brain just kind of forgets about it and things go back to normal. The mission now is can we sustain that treatment? Can we prolong the effect? That's what the research is being done right now. But it's a modality um, that I incorporate into this office because I see that, uh, you know, just like anyone else, I'm having trouble with the opioid. I want patient out down from opioid and, and just trying to find other types of treatment modalities that can help patients. Well, I remain hopeful from at least my one client experience. I'm looking forward to the next client that an insurance company is willing to prescribe or pay for scrambler therapy. Uh, I know it's not inexpensive, but it's not very expensive. Generally speaking, what is, what is the cost? Correct. Generally speaking, in our office, it's around $500 a section. So if there and you want to do between 10 to 12 sections. Some patients, you only have to do five, like this individual that you mentioned. Some patients, you do 10. It really depends. And I also must admit, I must admit, there are some patients that you try it and it just doesn't work. So it's patient selection is also very important. But in general, it's another modality that works. The price ranges between, like I said, in our office, is around $500 a section, which is 45 minutes. There are other centers that I have seen around the country that they can go a little higher, but it's usually between five to $600. So far, most work on company insurance that I have dealt with, especially when we send them a letter and we explain to them exactly what it is, they have been very open to try it especially if you mentioned that you want to get the patient down from opioid and, and you're trying to find other ways to manage the pain. So from that end, I have been very, very impressed with the support that I have gotten from the workman comp. The private sector is a whole different story. All right. Well, doctor, thank you very much for your description of the scrambler therapy and the work that you're doing. We're going to be watching this develop. We're hoping research will lead to longer relief. And I want to thank you for sharing your expertise uh, with us on this edition of Workers' Comp Matters. So this is Alan Pierce wishing you all a good day and tune in for future shows on the Legal Talk Network and Workers' Comp Matters. Go out and make it a day that matters. Thanks for listening to Workers' Comp Matters today on the Legal Talk Network, hosted by attorney Alan S. Pierce, where we try to make a difference in workers' comp legal cases for people injured at work. Be sure to listen to other Workers' Comp Matters shows on the Legal Talk Network, your only choice for legal talk. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Som. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.